Welcome to PS, the Puget Sound podcast, where we're talking with members of our campus community about their Puget Sound experiences. I'm Elena Becker, and my guest today is Ali Chapman, a first year from Portland, Oregon. Today, as always, the Puget Sound podcast is recorded and produced by Moonyard Studio right here in Tacoma. Here's Ali. Ali, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited to have you here, and I'm especially excited because you represent someone and something who has not ever been on the podcast, which is you are the first person I have had on the podcast who started college in 2020, in the big year 2020. Yes. (laughs) So where where I want to start, and I'll ask you some follow-up questions about this. How's it been? Right. Like, obviously, no part of your college search or of coming to college looked the way you thought it would two years ago. Now that you're kind of closing in on the end of your first year of college and we're like, knock on wood, closing in on the end of the pandemic, as you kind of look back, how, what do you think? How does it feel? Um, yeah, it's definitely been strange. Um, all virtual learning. Um So this fall, well, I had chosen Puget Puget Sound, committed. And then this fall, I started classes from home. Um, So yeah, all virtual learning this fall, which honestly went pretty well for me. I know everyone had different experiences with that. Um, For me, once I got like into my schedule and my routine, it felt okay. Um, And then I moved on to campus this January, which was an interesting switch. Um, I definitely will admit that the first week on campus, I like called my mom and I was like, nope, take me back, take me back. Like, I'm done. I can't do that. It's not worth it because I had one, I have one in-person class, but that in-person class um, was split into two. So I only went in person once a week. Um, so I was like, it's not worth it. I should just, just be doing it from home. But that was definitely just some homesickness. And then I got into my routine on campus and in, um, like distanced virtual learning on campus has been very interesting, but, um, I think the classes themselves have been, have been very good. And I don't think for me personally, virtually learning has altered like my actual learning, which I've appreciated. Mm-hmm. And so if we back up a little bit to, were you somebody who like started the quote unquote college search in your junior year and your seat? Like, what was your timeline for that? I think I, yes, junior year, I only applied to three colleges and I knew basically from the start that Puget Sound was where I like thought I would fit the best. And it was kind of like the perfect middle ground for me. So when I got accepted, I was like pretty set on Puget Sound from, yeah, the end of junior year, I think. Um, and then, yeah, through senior year, I was like very much decided. And then the pandemic happened, but that didn't really alter my decision. And tell me what it was about Puget Sound that like made you feel that way. Like as you were doing the process of looking at schools, what did you think you wanted? What were you looking for? And then how did you figure out that Puget Sound was that? Yeah, so my boyfriend's sister just graduated in 2020. 
And I had visited her and like, she's been an idol, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I had visited her and the campus is beautiful, like the brick and the flowers and the grass and everything. And the people walking around, I could see myself like with them, you know, I like really feel like I related to them a lot. Um, so I liked the campus feel and I liked the size. I also applied to University of Oregon. Go when, Ducks. Yep, go Ducks, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, <laughs> and that was huge. Like University of Oregon is giant and Puget Sound is like, you know, way smaller, way more of a community feel. Um, also the distance from Portland. So like two and a half hours, like it's far enough away that I feel like independent, but I can also drive home if I need to, like I'm home right now, Mm -hmm. um, which was very nice for me. And then also the Chinese department seemed like something that I could be a part of and be successful in. So, yeah. So let's talk about that because you had, have been taking Mandarin for most of your life for a long time. Yes. Yes. Since kindergarten. And how fluent, comfortable, good were you by the time you got to junior, senior year of high school? Um, fluency is an interesting word. I, I can't say if I'm fluent or not. Yeah. Um, but I into like my first class was at the 300 level mm-hmm. here. here. Yes, and for here. people who don't know, that would be like r- roughly a junior level class. Yes. Like 100 level classes. So one, oh, whatever, one, right. whatever, or first year, two, or second year, or three, or third year, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my class, actually this fall, my so my first Chinese class at Puget Sound was six people. And we're all on a Zoom call like every other day with us six. And it's a conversation class. So we got to know each other really well and just like hang out and chat in Chinese, which was very fun and amazing. And now this spring, we've added a few people, but it's still like the really small community feel of the class. And it doesn't feel like a class. It feels like we're just going to go chat about like our textbook. And so Mm -hmm. that has been super nice. And when, are you a a Chinese major or are you thinking like, maybe I want to major in this. I definitely want to take classes in the department and we'll see. Definitely Chinese major. Um, but right now I'm thinking about like double major mm-hmm. minors, which is yeah, kind of intimidating because like I've decided Chinese definitely for a major and I'm looking into like minor requirements in other areas or like double major. So yeah. what are you thinking about? Like what are some of the ideas? Um I'm taking, I'm just finishing it up. Um, IPE, International Political Economy 101. And that was like really fascinating for me. And like, I just took it because nothing else fit into my schedule. And I loved it. And it's really it. Lisa Nunn. Oh, everybody loves her. I know. Lisa she's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I've been really liking that. And then I went to her office hours and I was just like, what course do you think I should take next? Because I'm thinking an IPE minor. And she was like, there's no IPE minor. And I was like, great. So if I want to keep doing IPE, it's going to have to be like double major, which is kind of intense. Um, And then today she said something about global development studies minor. Mm -hmm. 
So maybe something in there, maybe business. I don't know, just something to go with Chinese to like, yeah, get me out there, I guess. Well, and that's part of what's so fun about college and especially your first couple of years of college is that it doesn't, there's no downside to taking an IPE class here and a global development studies class here and a philosophy class there and just see like, what do I like? Exactly. Right? Like you said, what, what did I sort of take thinking? Yeah, we'll see. And I left thinking, whoa, I like this. Totally. Yeah. And like last semester, um, I fall your freshman year, you just get your classes assigned to you. Um, and so I got assigned Chinese religious traditions, which sounded crazy. Um, and it was crazy. It was very hard, but it was like such an interesting class and the professor forgetting his name, but the professor was like so engaging and like wouldn't answer your questions. He would just like draw answers out of you. And like, I emailed him at the end of the semester and was like, thank you so much. Like the way you asked questions was just amazing. Um, so yeah, classes that you don't expect or don't think will be interesting to you, like really fascinate, end up fascinating you, which is awesome. That's part of what I remember being cool about going from high school to college too, is in high, like I like school, but in high school, I had always kind of experienced school as like, and you go, you learn a fact, you right. demonstrate that you've learned the fact. You like you, it's answering questions. Mm-hmm. And college for me became very much about how do you ask a really interesting, provocative question that maybe doesn't have a clear answer. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Where did you go to high school? You're from Portland. I went to Cleveland High School. Mm-hmm. Did um, you like it? Uh, it was Portland public. Um, so, you know, I had a good group of friends. Um, that was why I liked it. I think Portland public is a very interesting um, tiles falling from the ceiling. One day, our um, cafeteria started leaking like sewage and they let us all out early. Um, <laughs> just stuff like that. But I think having a group of friends, I liked it because of that. And that's where my Chinese like um, program went. So yeah, I just went there for that. Well, no wonder you were excited about like the brick and the ID and the cut grass. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Definitely very appealing. Want to study psychology in Austria, home to Sigmund Freud? How about getting up close and personal with lemurs in Madagascar? Or advance your Chinese and gain on-the-job learning with an internship in Taiwan? Hi, I'm Roy Robinson, Director of International Programs at Puget Sound, and we're pleased to offer students more than 100 different study abroad opportunities on six continents. We believe studying abroad is a perfect complement to a liberal arts education and helps students to become creative problem solvers and develop into global citizens. It also connects students to an international perspective on our campus right here in Tacoma. Students at Puget Sound can pair their time abroad with an academic major in international political economy, biology, Asian studies, environmental policy and decision making, or many more globally focused fields. You can learn more about these opportunities at the Puget Sound website or in many of the stories highlighted right here in the Puget Sound podcast. want to like dwell too much on the pandemic because like just for myself personally I decided to try and like push back on that as the framing of the last year but it's so hard to get away from Mm -hmm. and I do want to talk to you a little bit about 
you know, like just what has it even been like to live on campus? Like I imagine you had a vision in your head of what that would be like w- absent the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then probably once you knew you were going to come for the spring semester, you had a vision in your head of what it would be like even with the pandemic. Like, can you talk about what those expectations were and how they matched up with what you've actually experienced? Yeah. Um, I actually remember getting the email that like we will be on campus and yes, you can come live on, on a dorm in the spring. And I remember being so surprised, number one, that we were going to be doing that and then like having no idea what to expect. Um, and then there was talk about like, you're going to choose your pod and, um, you know, you have an orientation group and then you choose your pod and then you only see your pod, but you still wear a mask in distance with your pod and like just a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being there, I don't know, it's really weird. It's definitely kind of isolating. Um, like, tell me see- what you mean by that. Yeah. yeah. So I have a roommate and like, we're good. Um, and we both do our Zoom classes in our room. And then you go get your breakfast and you wear a mask and your pajamas and you go get your breakfast. <laughs> and you don't really talk to any. It's, I think it's different also as a freshman because I don't have connections on campus already. Right. Um, so like I walk to go get my food, I pick up my food, I walk back, I eat in my dorm, do another class and like do it all over. And I don't have a lot of people on campus that like recognize me or I recognize me like, hey, how are you doing? You know, that type of thing. Um, and it's weird because you have Zoom classes with people and then you see them on campus and you're like, I think that person's in this class, but I don't really know. And I'm not going to say hi. And (laughs) I'm just, you know, I'm in my bubble. I'm fine. Um, So it's been isolating in that way. Just like seeing people, but you're all masked and you don't really have a lot of like interpersonal connection, like in person. Um, So yeah, that's kind of isolating, but being on campus, like walking around the dorm is interesting. Everyone's wearing masks, which the mask and the cases have been very good, like very mm-hmm. low. What you guys are doing a very good job. Yeah, cases are like super low. I check every week and I'm very like proud. Um, everyone I see, yeah, everyone wearing masks, which is nice. Um, yeah, you just like say hi to people quickly and you do your own thing. I don't want to put words in like Mm -hmm. your mouth. So you tell me if this is wrong, but hearing like the nuts and bolts of what you're saying, that's not like kind of a bummer, (laughs) but watching the way that you talk about it, like I'm not getting the sense that your like spirit is broken and your hopes and dreams are dashed by this and you dread getting up every morning. I mean, it seems like your affect about it seems okay. Yeah. I'm not like bummed per se. Like my orientation group was really nice and I met a group of girls that were living together in a suite next year. Like, so I've definitely, I've met a few people that I'm like really happy to have met and we'll go hang out on the lawn together and that type of thing. So it hasn't been all bad, definitely. And I have my routine. I use the fitness center like every day and that's been a great perk. Um, 
and I'm excited for next semester for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Just knowing that most classes will be in person and I'm sure I think I also feel like a lot of the connections you make at school are before class and like after class, you know, and we just haven't had that. So I'm very hopeful for next semester. You totally anticipated the next question I was going to ask you, which was like, as you do look into next semester and next year, I imagine the fact that this first year has, I thought the way you said it a minute ago actually was perfect. That like, if you're a first year student, oftentimes a lot of what you do in that first year is you meet some people and you make connections so that when you go to the dining hall, you have people you recognize who recognize you. Does the fact that it was harder to do that impact the way you're thinking about next year? Like, are you thinking about, okay, I'm going to, you know, join 15 clubs next year Mm -hmm. so that I have that part of the like introductory experience? Yeah, I I guess it does. I don't know. It might make me more nervous, actually. <laughs> I feel like I've become much more of an introvert mm. over like quarantine and things because now I'm like totally okay doing things by myself and like hanging out by myself on a Friday night, which might sound sad, but it's not. Um, I'll tell you something. I did that in college even when there was no pandemic. Okay. Sometimes you just want to put on your sweats and watch some TV and okay. not yeah. talk to a stranger. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But then I was also talking to my Chinese teacher in class the other day. She was asking, like, have you found anything that you'll take into next year, like Mm -hmm. from online learning, like anything beneficial? And uh, we were talking about basically the whole class said, no, we haven't (laughs) found anything. And then I was like, I don't even know how to sit in the college classroom. Like, I was like, what happens if you need to go to the bathroom? Like, do you? say something is there like a hall pass like I know nothing about like the college classroom dynamic um which I which I'm sure will be learned quickly and like I don't know how to get like the passing time like from one class to another like just stuff like that little details that I'm interested to see like how they all work that's such a good point I didn't even think about that but you do have the like sort of felt sense of like okay if I'm taking that class on the fourth floor of Wyatt at this time like I probably shouldn't take my next class yeah on the fourth floor of McIntyre mm-hmm. 10 minutes late, or with like, that professor who goes on. on yeah yeah you also I asked you to send me an email before we met with like just some bullet points of stuff you're involved in on campus and you told me that you ride horses mm-hmm. and you signed up for the PE riding class and I cannot wait to talk to you about this because the number of people who come up to me at college fairs and say, Hey, I ride. Is there any way for me to keep doing? I get that question all the time. And I'm so excited to talk to you about what you're doing. Um, So tell me like English, Western, dressage, like what's your background? Um, my background as in what I've like learned, I guess you could say studied, I don't know, um, is English. Like I rode on an, I, um, IEA, International Equestrian Association team, um, which is, which was English. Um, But yeah, I haven't ridden since obviously January. Um, And I registered for the, I just like took the liberty of registering for the intermediate riding class, Um, you know. Um, I looked at the requirements and I'm like, I've got that down. I was going to say, I have never done the PE class in writing, but it seems like beginners like a trail ride. 
right? Like if you don't have to be nose to tail, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and I emailed the professor like two weeks ago and I have not gotten a response. Um, and I'm like worried that maybe the class isn't happening. The class had four seats. Um, and it looked like none of them were full, but we'll see. It's going to happen. Okay. Well, I'm very yeah. excited about it. Yeah. And I didn't know that people like around campus were interested in riding. I get that question a lot. And I think some of it is because like, if you ride, I'm interested to hear about how this was for you, but if you ride in high school, that is like not really a hobby you can pack up into your dorm room. <laughs> exactly. Like you do have to have resources and have some opportunities and mm-hmm. You know, you especially have to have resources, like as in money. Cash. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too, there's a difference between people who like own a horse and are like, mm-hmm. can my horse come with me to college? Totally. And people who are like, I have enjoyed this and would like to keep enjoying it and sign up for the class. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, my mom's really into horses. And so she was like, because in the fall, when I was home, we, she was like, I'm looking at horses to buy. And then we found one. She's like, I want to buy this horse and you can take it to college. And I was like, I don't think You're like, <laughs> I want that responsibility. Um, but then we started looking like right now we've been looking at um, like barns around campus. Mm-hmm. So there are a few pretty close. There are. Yeah. Um, that teach lessons and just have like lease horses or whatever. So mm-hmm. we're looking into that as an option. In terms of like, you could go out and take a regular lesson and still have right. it be like, part of your life or something. Yeah. That and I have a car, so that's nice. Right. Well, and one thing I was going to say earlier too, but that I guess we should say about PE classes that's nice is you're, I assume this is true of the class you signed up for, but you tell me if it's not. Oftentimes PE credits are like quarter credit classes. So it's not the same time commitment or space in your schedule or unit value as like intermediate Chinese. Um, But you get a little bit of credit for it. And then it's sort of facilitated by the university and you can sign up to do something. And some of it is, um, you know, uh, walking for fitness, right? Or like a weightlifting (laughs) class, what you might imagine. But some of it is like bowling, horseback riding you can take a scuba diving class for credit and get scuba ser- like they're very sailing. cool yes but sailing is an option sailing. i think it is in the fall but i'm pretty sure in the spring it is an option um yeah the options are like endless and the riding that i signed up for is like wednesdays for like an hour and a half you know, it's not so much yeah. of a time commitment. Yeah. But I was like deciding between yoga and Zumba and like so many options. So it's exciting. And especially nice too, because so much of what you do in college, even when you are not in Zoom class involves a computer, right? Or like a book. It's a lot of being seated and studying or being seated in class and to have something built into your schedule. That's like, okay, on this day for this amount of time, I just, I go do something totally different with my body, whether it is yoga or horseback riding or badminton or whatever. It's a nice break. Yeah. I had a friend this semester who took yoga and like it was on Zoom. And so she ordered a yoga mat to campus and like picked up her yoga mat and then set it up like in between her and her roommates beds and like had a little yoga mat and like her zoom teacher and like so cute yeah what else ali is on your mind as you think about what comes next as you think about like okay this weird year is gonna wrap up and i'm gonna put a bow on it 
I have three years of college to go. Are you, you know, what are you just imagining? Are you thinking about study abroad? Or we talked a little bit about double majors and other classes. What else is on your mind? Definitely study abroad, probably my junior year. Mm -hmm. Um, Until then, taking lots of Chinese classes to like get that major done um, quickly. And then, yeah, I have to decide a major or a double minor. And so that's kind of a big decision. Um, but until then, like, I'm just looking to get like the basic, um, core requirements out of the way and then focus on some different things that I haven't looked into before. Speaking of the basic core requirements, what did you take for your SSIs this year? And will you explain to people what those classes are? Yeah. So the SSI seminar in scholarly inquiry. Yep. Nailed it. Um, I honestly, are they just supposed to teach you about writing? Like, okay. You got it. Yep. The whole idea is that you're going to learn college level writing skills and some people mostly have them. Some people don't have them at all. Some people sort of have them. Um, so the idea yep. is just, here's how to use the library and write a 10 page paper, which if you yep. had told high school me, you're going to casually write a 10 page paper, I would have been like, oh my gosh. Right. And by the end of those classes, it was okay. Yeah. Like I just submitted... Um, yesterday, 16 page paper yeah. for IPE. And it about did what? Feel about um, Matamba, which is secondhand clothing from the, the West that is sold to Africa. Mm-hmm. And like super interesting. So I would just discuss like the trade relationship between Kenya and the United States and the sale of secondhand goods, which like I found really interesting. I picked that topic because I buy most of my clothes from Goodwill or like yard sales and whatever. And so I thought that was super interesting to look into. I'll say to you, I know I asked you about the SSIs, so we don't have to go too far down this rabbit hole. But when I was a student at Puget Sound, I studied abroad in Madagascar and I did not know about that trade flow with secondhand clothing. And I learned quickly because I would see people walking around in like University of Arkansas sweatshirts. And I was like, okay, not like you couldn't be a graduate of the University of Arkansas, but this many people can't be right out of the Big Ten. Like what is up? And it turns out America ships so So much stuff. It's a huge industry that like I never thought about. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. But Um, most importantly, you cranked out this 16 page paper because of your SSIs. Yep. Just turned it in. It felt amazing. Um, okay, so back to the SSIs. I took the good life in the fall, which was a philosophy. It was like a philosophy about happiness and like justice. We read like Plato and stuff like that, which I casual. Did. Yep, casual. Never looked into that before. And then this semester I took um stakeholder management, which to be honest, I did think was about stock trading it is not and that's okay um it's just it's a business course pretty much and we just talk about business and like stakeholders and capitalism um so yeah what do you think of them in general like were they okay they're okay yes um it's nice to have a class with all freshmen or I guess some transfer students possibly Mm -hmm. um yeah they're okay I think that they would have been really nice in person to meet freshmen especially like 
in the fall to meet all new freshmen and have them all together. Um, but yeah, the exercise overall were definitely helpful in like building this foundational skills to like, yeah, write a big paper, do a presentation, that type of stuff. Allie, we end every episode by asking everybody the same four questions. Okay. The first question is, where's your favorite spot on campus? Mm, I think. I want to say, okay, so I'm very lucky to have a dorm on the top floor of AL. Oh, you sure are. Yeah, which it is a triple and it's just me and my one roommate. Um, and there's like a beautiful princess window. And that's on my roommate's side of the room. And she recently went home. And so I like did all my classes in front of that like beautiful window. And I was just like living for it. I lived for sitting in front of that window and looking over the North Quad and like watching everything going on, feeling like a little princess tower. Um, so I'd say that window is probably my favorite spot. What are you reading right now? I am reading Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> um, there are a ton. I've been walking a lot around campus, like to the water. I've just gone, been going on walks. And there are so many of those little like lending mm-hmm. libraries. Mm-hmm. And that was in one. And I was, like, I was like, I've never read this. I'd love to read something not academic. Yeah. And so I just picked it up and I've been reading it in my spare time. Where is the best place to eat in Tacoma? Oh, gosh. I've been trying to save money. So I haven't been eating off campus. I've just been eating in the dining hall. And the food is pretty good. Like, nothing to complain about. I get, like, chia pudding on my oatmeal for breakfast. Like, pretty, like, they have tons of kombucha. Like, it's not not typical dining hall food, the cafeteria food, which I've appreciated. Lastly, Ali, now that you've had a chance to settle in and you're kind of closing in on the end of your first year, what do you think makes Puget Sound special? I'd say the community. I don't know. I feel like that's what most people probably say. I don't know. But the vibes. Okay, I changed my answer from community to the vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, The vibe on campus is like really chill, really accepting, like Although I don't talk to very many people that I don't know, I feel confident that I could go up to anyone and like ask a question or like compliment someone and have a really great interaction. So I appreciate the vibes. Yeah. Allie Chapman, thank you for joining me on the Puget Sound podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to P.S., the Puget Sound podcast. If you're interested in applying to or visiting Puget Sound, you can find out more at pugetsound.edu admission. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at UNIV, U-N-I-V, Puget Sound. I'm Elena Becker, and we'll see you next time for P.S., the Puget Sound podcast.